Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now the following is a fourth hand production Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah, I think so. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Okie dokie. We're going to burn through these couple SCPs because we have a serious subject coming up for Monday. Yes, sir. It got, well, it got deep. Mm. And, I, and I mean it. I see what you did there. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. It's for Monday. We could be talking about Wells. They don't know. <laughs> Now that's a deep subject. What are you drinking? I'm having a Dogfish Head 60-Minute IPA. Oh, 60-Minute. Yep. Went with a lighter one. <laughs> lighter one? Isn't there a 30-Minute? No, 60. I, I think 60 is there. Oh, 60, 90, 120, isn't it? There's a 60, they got a 75, a 90. Dude, I thought I knew their percentages pretty well because, you know, so I grabbed the 90. I don't know. Earlier this week or whatever, burned through them. I got drunk, dude. Because it's... Oh, man. 90 is 9%. <laughs> I was thinking 90 was like 7.5. You drank a six-pack in a night? No, no, no. It wasn't a night. It was like two nights, but like... Still. Yeah, well. I was... <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. So now I know 60, 6%. 75, 7.5%. That's how it goes. 90. Nine percent. Yeah, hundred and twenty. You well, you 12%? know where it's going. Yeah, you oh. know where it's going. Good night, nurse. Um, actually, no, I don't know what you're having tonight, do I? You might, but it's been different. If you're one of our weirdos that listens all all the time, you know I've been drinking cream ales for the last several weeks. Yeah. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I've got my peach Jim Beam back. I got a nice, well, Elijah coined a fist of it. A fist of it. <laughs> that is a full glass. Well, you gotta understand the uh, sphere, the ice sphere, takes up like three quarters of the glass, and then and then I make a float. <laughs> that, that's a lot of liquor, dude. Stronger than 12%. <laughs> but don't worry, I got cream ale as a backup. Or a chaser? Hmm, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost a guarantee you got a cream ale somewhere in your fridge at all times. I must. At least one. I tried them when I was up there. I was not a big fan of them. The last time I was up there, which was what, like, I don't know, like 25 years ago? <laughs> at <laughs> least. <laughs> well, I like them because they're, they're just a little bit stronger than most other beers. And they are definitely way better than Coors Light. I can't. I can't do Coors Light, man. 
Well, that's that's why I like the dogfish, the sixty minute. Yeah, six percent alcohol. You know, yeah. and get you a, little, a buzz pretty quick. Oh, yeah, and it, it's a good beer. It's not. It's not like I like the bitter beers, but it's not mm-hmm. overly bitter. I mean, a regular Joe would like the dogfish sixty minute. Joe's not here right now. Anyway, let's slam into these SCPs, get this done, and then get into our deep subject for Monday. Yeah. So we're doing SCP-12 and 13. 12 is a bad composition. And the object class is Euclid because it's a catch-all. It's not safe, but we'll see what happens. This is the first Euclid we've done since we brought these to the main feed. Yeah, I think so. Every other freaking one has been safe. This one's probably more safe than the safe ones. I don't know. I didn't read it, but... Mm, yeah, as long as you don't play with it. I read, I read over this one. Yeah, as long as you don't mess with it, then you're safe. You hear that, kids? Don't play with it. <laughs> You'll put an eye out. <laughs> anyway, I'll run down the description here, and then I guess you'll tell us how to contain this beast. Yes, sir. SCP-012 was retrieved by archaeologist K.M. Sandoval during the excavation of a northern Italian tomb destroyed in a recent storm. The subject, a piece of handwritten musical score entitled On Mount Golgotha. Is that a Bible reference? Mm, I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Part of a larger set of music appears to be incomplete. The red-slash-black ink, first thought to be some form of berry or natural dye ink, was later found to be human blood from multiple subjects. Yay! So not safe, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, I mean, the the creation of it so far has been unsafe. The first personnel to locate the sheet, Site-19 Special Salvage, had two members descend into insanity. Attempting to use their own blood to finish the composition, ultimately resulting in massive blood loss and internal trauma. Oh, you don't say. Well, it's not safe. It's been determined. So, like, cutting ourselves open, trying to finish the the book or whatever it is? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's it's sheet music. Oh, that's right. But it leads to massive blood loss. You don't say. Yeah, exactly. And internal trauma? Like, where are you cutting yourself, dude? You just jabbing yourself in the stomach and getting someone... <laughs> You're like a shamed Japanese samurai. You're like, <laughs> like right in the stomach. What is that? Harry Carey? Harry no. Carey. What's that called? There's a name for it. There's a Japanese word for that. I don't know. Harry Carey was a, a sports announcer. <laughs> but didn't he... Didn't they say he, you commit Harry Carey or something? Like, didn't he kill himself or something? Harry Carey? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. Sepaku? Probably just making noise now. Anyway, better keep going. <laughs> Following initial investigations, multiple test subjects were allowed to access were allowed access to the score. In every case, the subjects mutilated themselves in order to use their own blood to finish the piece, resulting in subsequent symptoms of psychosis and massive trauma. That'll teach you. Yeah. Those subjects who managed to finish a section of the piece immediately committed suicide, declaring the piece to be impossible to complete. See, now it's dangerous. I mean, it's possible to complete it. You just gotta kill a lot of people. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. I think this thing wants you to sacrifice yourself for it. I don't know how it knows. 
Okay, well, all they got to do is take, they just take this thing to a, an emo concert, finish. <laughs> just get a little bit of from everybody. Yeah. What if you bring it to a vampire? Vampire knows how to procure a bunch of blood. Yeah, but he wants to drink it, dude. He's not putting it on a piece of paper. You don't think he has? <laughs> no. You don't think he has some sort of uh, reservoir of blood someplace for himself? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I kind of doubt it. He just, as needed, he feeds as needed. There's no backup plan. Maybe. He's like a a prepper. <laughs> you know, he's just got like a stash of it somewhere. Just a little bit. Like cans of tomato sauce, but it's just like. <laughs> well, you want a fresh, so you just have a bunch of like near dead people over here in this in this room over here. They're just all hooked up with IVs, just <laughs> slowly dripping blood out. But then wouldn't that. Man, I guess we're going down a weird path here. But wouldn't it be like a hot house tomatoes? It, they don't taste quite the same. If you just leave them over there in, in the hot house without getting direct sunlight and nature and weather on them. What I mean? What the hell's a hot house? Like a greenhouse. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You ever heard that term, hot house tomato? No. You ever buy tomatoes in the wintertime? Uh, probably. They don't taste quite the same. You gotta smell them, dude. You gotta sniff them. Yeah, but they're still not the same. But if it smells like a tomato, it tastes like a tomato. I don't know, dude. I don't think you've had enough tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know if I do buy a lot of them in the wintertime. We do occasionally. I like a good old-fashioned tomato sandwich, dude. Yeah. But do you want a tomato sandwich? Sandwich? Uh, sandwich. <laughs> it's a hard word. Tomato sandwich? <laughs> do you want it in the heart of December? Maybe coming into the new year, suddenly you have a craving for a tomato sandwich. It's rare, but I usually, I just want them in the summertime, dude. Right. Nice, cool tomato sandwich. Ooh. Didn't we talk about this in Big Pharma? Or maybe maybe it didn't come up. But food is seasonal, and the human body has evolved to eat food at certain times of the year. I don't think we talked about that in Big Pharma, but I was just thinking, I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about how cool it would be to just take a pill based on your genetics, get all your nutrition. And I was thinking about that, and I'm like, why don't... Because, like, so I have Norwegian in me, German. I'm like, Nor- Norwegian, German, Irish, and Scottish, or, or something something like that. So why don't I look at, like, what my ancestors, like, where I'm from, and eat accordingly? That would probably make me way healthier. Isn't that... Maybe it's not exactly, but isn't that in the realm of like a paleo diet? Um, they don't go back to their ancestors. They go back to like cavemen. Ugh. They, I mean, yeah, they eat what basically what they eat back in the paleo times. You just go in the woods and kill a badger, put it over a fire. I don't even think they eat grain. Probably not. They didn't have grain back then, right? Um, you didn't. You didn't mill it, but I guess you could. You just you could taste taste some wheat. Just put that in your mouth and chew it up a bit. Mmm. <laughs> uh, that's what farmers stick in their like. That's what they suck on or whatever, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that they chew on that end of the wheat? Let's finish this. Attempts to perform the music have resulted in a disagreeable cacophony, with each instrumental part having no correlation or harmony with the other instruments. So people be killing themselves for a bunch of noise. Yeah, basically. Fools. I mean, luckily, 
there is a way to contain this. Thank goodness. Yeah. So how you do it is SCP-012 is to be kept in a darkened room at all times. If the object is exposed to light or seen by personnel using a light frequency other than infrared, remove personnel for mental health screening and immediate physical. Object is to be encased in an iron shielded box suspended from the ceiling with a minimum clearance of 2.5 meters or 8 feet from the floor, walls, and any openings. What? That seems like overkill. Just put it in a box. Throw it in the corner. I do have to say this is the first time they gave us the American equivalent. <laughs> the Imperial units. It's America. <laughs> Damn these meters. That seems like overkill though, doesn't it? Object is encased in an iron shielded box, suspended from the ceiling, with clearance all around it. Yeah, I guess compared to some of the other things where they probably should be better encased. Yeah, we just don't mess with them. Yeah. I don't know. That's goofy. But I mean, if it's going to straight up make people kill themselves trying to finish this thing for a bunch of noise, all right, hide it away tightly. Yeah. Clearly, it's not going to be a good song. (laughs) But it's on Mount Golgotha. It's just one piece of the handwritten musical, which is goofy. How is it? It's it's like it knows it's not finished. It's not with the rest of its parts, but it's it's hell-bent on making itself complete. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it can't be with the rest of the the score until it's complete, and then it'll fly off and be with the rest <laughs> of its... Like an angel yeah. from hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. There's no addendums or anything to this thing. That's nope. it. Just stay away from the sheet music, man. Yep. Nice and quick. <laughs> Break? Break. See ya. See ya. All right, here we go. SCP-13. You still drinking your drink? I am. You? Oh, yeah. Uh, you should be. You got a fist of it. <laughs> <laughs> SCP-013 is the Blue Lady Cigarettes. Ooh. It sounds fancy. I mean, it sounds like, I don't know, you'd be a like an old-timey bar where like the guy's playing the piano and the lady's like sitting on the piano singing a song, but she's uh-huh. smoking a cigarette at the same time. She's got one of those weird fancy stem things. Yeah. I don't know what they are, but they're just fancy as F. So they don't stain their fingers, dude. Is that what it's for? I don't know. Maybe. Now, ladies nowadays, they're just rugged as F. They just, boom, right on your finger. Yeah. <laughs> so, the description. SCP-013 is the collective designation of 242 cigarettes, which display similar anomalies. That's a lot of cigarettes, dude. There's a lot of cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> the most common external detail between instances is the presence of the words Blue Lady, handwritten on each cigarette in blue ink. Job security. Handwritten, dude. <laughs> it's gotta be handwritten. There's just some guy sitting in some corner just just writing on these cigarettes. <laughs> he's got carpal tunnel. He's got like a wrist brace on. He's like, ah, I hate my damn job. <laughs> Subjects who consume the contents of SCP-013 through inhalation will begin to perceive themselves as a specific unidentified woman. 
Subjects have described the woman to be aged between 25 and 35 years old, standing approximately 1.6 meters tall. It's it's even spelled. It's it's M-E-T-R-E-S. It's not even E-R-S. Yeah. Come on. It's America. (laughs) America. (laughs) With an estimated weight of between 50 and 55 kilograms. I don't even know what that means. Me either. (laughs) Additional recurring details include cropped dark hair, blue eyes, and bright blue lipstick. Whoa. Blue lipstick? Get the... No way. That's not from Vaudeville. They would have shunned her out of the damn club real quick. Where? Club? Vaudeville? 1920s Vaudeville? You know, everybody's dressing fancy and talking real fancy. Mm-hmm. Are you wearing blue lipstick? You need to get out of here. Blue lipstick. No thanks. Get out of here with that. (laughs) Yuck. Not in the 1920s anyway. (laughs) Not now. (laughs) Immediately after consuming an instance of SCP-013, subjects will gradually begin to perceive reflections of themselves as having the features of the woman and will gradually perceive their bodies changing to reflect her appearance over the course of the following weeks. All changes are entirely mental. The subject's body does not change outwardly, only their perception of themselves. These alterations are permanent and cannot be reversed. It's like that movie Shallow How. <laughs> That's a great movie. <laughs> Nothing changed. He just saw differently. He saw the absolute beauty, her inner beauty. Yeah. And on the outside, she's... That? In the begin. <laughs> Careful. In the beginning, she was somebody he would not be unbelievably attracted to. Right. Then he saw her inner beauty, and he's unbelievably attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Despite her outward appearance. Yeah. So no matter who you are in this case, you suddenly think you're this beautiful woman that wears a bright blue lipstick? That's what happened to Bruce Jenner. He smoked a cigarette. <laughs> now he's a blue lady. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he had a cigarette. You know, he's out drinking one night. He said, I only smoke when I drink. He had one of these. Next thing you know, guys, call me Caitlin. <laughs> they got him. This is real. This isn't a story. This is real. Some of these, yeah, we are thinking that. Like, these are <laughs> testing the public. Well... SCP-013 was discovered after the suicide of Ian Miles, packed in a large cardboard crate in his apartment. A cursory search of the apartment uncovered several hundred sketches of a figure strongly resembling the one perceived while under 013's effect. Miles' body had been found sitting at a desk, dead of a massive overdose, and draped over a handwritten note transcribed below. Hmm. What was... So all of these Blue Lady cigarettes were in this cardboard crate, or he was in this cardboard crate? SCP-13 was discovered after the suicide of Ian Miles, packed in a large cardboard crate in his apartment. All right. No. Uh, no, I think the, the cigarettes were. He had a crate. He didn't have a carton. He had a crate of cigarettes. Yeah. It's a lot of smokes. Yeah, it is. Maybe popular in prison. Oh. <laughs> and he thinks he's a Blue Lady. Goodness. Should we read that note first before we go on to the n- next couple things, or? Uh, I suppose. I see her everywhere. That sad, 
blue lady. I feel like I used to scratch it out. Should scratch it out. I feel like I know her, but I can't remember. I love her, but I don't know why. She's so beautiful and sweet and clear, but I don't know anymore. Her favorite flavor? Where did you go? I miss you. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. This is definitely not America, because they spell favorite and flavor weird. <laughs> With U's? Yeah. You. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Unnecessary letters. Back to the investigation. During the investigation of Miles' apartment, one civilian investigator became affected by 013's effect. An embedded agent soon contact- contacted the nearest site. The subject, the artifact, and related evidence were extracted and contained. Currently, 217 instances of SCP-013 cigarettes are contained at BioSite-66. 25 SCP-013 cigarettes are contained at Research Sector-09, pending future research into similar anomalous effects. 217 plus 25. Quick, do the math. No, I mean, that's right. It's 242. So, we don't know how many there were total because this guy smoked however many, but they have 242 in custody. Yeah. Okay. I believe you. (laughs) Now, we need to find out. Oh, did we say this object class is safe? Oh, we didn't. This makes sense that it's safe. I mean, it's cigarettes. They're not inherently (laughs) safe, but... (laughs) But this isn't going to cause you to kill yourself. It's just going to cause you to lose your identity. Make you think you're a lady. Internally. Right, but this dude ended up killing himself. The way to contain these things, SCP-013, are to be kept in a secure storage vault at Site-66. Exposed subjects are to be monitored for differences between their symptoms. Exposed subjects are to be interviewed daily, and any changes in perception are to be logged. Okay. That's it. So basically, just don't smoke the cigarettes. Yeah, it's that like easy. Go get some new ports. <laughs> or old ports. <laughs> I don't know what the kids are smoking these days. <laughs> Vape pens. That's what they're smoking. I used to smoke cools. <laughs> Back when I did my smoking. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It's not cool. I don't care if you smoke cools. It's not <laughs> cool. That's why I smoked the cools. Because <laughs> you thought you were cool. I knew I was cool. Oh. <laughs> you know, in neither one of these, there was nothing that was redacted. Oh, true. We got Site 66. It's where this one's secure. Everything was specific. Research Sector 9. We knew all the things for these ones. Yeah, interesting. Maybe because they weren't a huge threat. First one was Euclid, although people died. This one's safe. One person died by his own hand. Why don't they just, like, take these cigarettes and flush them down the toilet? And just be done? Like they never existed? Yeah, like you can't put them in a bonfire, obviously, and burn them up. Cause, oh, man, everybody will think they're a blue yeah, lady. Yeah, the whole then. town thinks they're a blue lady. <laughs> you can you, you can figure it out. If you flush them, then all that stuff will trickle into the environment, ultimately. Then you'll be consuming fish that have consumed particles of the blue lady cigarettes. And then you'll have this inkling of a blue lady somewhere. Next thing you know, the fish are jumping out of the water, walking on, like, their tails. Like, you know, doing, like, the hourglass shape. That's ridiculous. It's mainly the bluegills doing it. 
Uh, huh? I huh? get it. What? Huh? Huh? The uh, goldfish will have a color transition. Oh. Color identity crisis. Can you do that? <laughs> can, can you switch races? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's a thing, no. All right. That's that. Shorty but a goody. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know where to find us, right? They should. On all the, all the important social medias? Not on Snapchat. Nah. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify. I don't know where you're listening to us right now. Where are you listening right now? Spotify? Apple Podcasts. Podchaser? Stitcher? I don't know. I was trying <laughs> to think a good of one. one. Too. <laughs> I use an iPhone, so I don't know. <laughs> so you have like three options. I just use Apple Podcasts for everything. Not even web-based? Hmm? Like Anchor. Yeah, you no, anchor? I don't use it. You can go to Safari or whatever? No. <laughs> if it's if it's not on Apple, I don't listen to it. <sighs> I know. All right. That'll be enough of that. Yep. See you guys Monday. Yep. Bye. <laughs>